The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. I know many of you are trying to support local Minnesota companies. I am too. And often we forget about the farmers, farmers who sell to schools, colleges, and restaurants. They're really hurting right now. So how can you help? You can seek out locally grown vegetables, meat, dairy, and eggs when you shop. Embrace what's in season throughout the summer. Food that's freshly picked is obviously more nutritious, but it's also delicious. And locally grown food has a shorter distance to travel to get to you. So it's got a smaller carbon footprint. A bunch of my friends have joined CSAs, which stands for Community Supported Agriculture, where you buy a share of what a farmer grows for the season. By purchasing a share, you help the farmer cover their operating expenses while giving you an opportunity to eat fresh, nutritious, locally grown food. And CSA aren't just for fruits and vegetables. They've got them for farm fresh eggs, meat, dairies, flowers, even baked goods. And you can also shop some of these farms direct and get things like meat shares or produce boxes. But if you're really looking for local foods, you can always, of course, find them at Lakewinds Co-op. They're stocked to the gills with Minnesota-grown foods, and if you can't make it to Lakewinds or another co-op, consider shopping at your farmer's market or any of the place where you find local produce, meats, eggs, and dairy. Lakewinds Food Co-op is in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, and they also deliver from Instacart. You can find them at lakewinds.com. And we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish. Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hudson. And we are here with you this Saturday to talk about all things food fun and frolicky, I guess. Yeah, and for those of you that had to listen to me talk nonstop for the last three days, sorry, day four. Uh, Yeah, well, but this is directed talk. This is is. focused on food and crazy things. Did you talk a lot about food this or no? No, not really. No, you don't because you're in a different lane. Because doesn't eat anything worth talking about. (laughs) And uh, Alexis is she did mention she's now vegan she's always been vegan oh on hell's been vegan Angel's now been she's vegan. vegan okay so yeah no that's not a food talk place okay. we did a little bit but um very little bit not right. like not like you friend <laughs> no this is a whole nother world i see a little bag there yeah, do you have something I, good in the bag this for is hysterical test? because you know you are the one who normally forces me yes. force feeds me bad processed snacks and this time i'm doing it to you okay and i had the teens i've had uh i've had some good teen action this week because you know they're all figuring out the schooling and they're all so they come over and sit on my patio and it's not a massive group it's just a few and there's uh there's just discussions and there's strategies and can we turn the football field into a gridded dance party because it doesn't seem like there's going to be dances anymore but can you do it like that? Like, could we grid out like squares and everybody is like six people in a square? And because, of course, my son has been given the role of senior DJ at the school. And that's like he's not going to get any dances this year to DJ. So he was they were trying to come up with ideas. Yeah, that's so, funny. So I know. he's will he be going back in school? So, yes, Orna was you could either choose to go. I know a lot of every schools. Everybody's different yeah. and everyone has different options. I haven't heard yet what my nephew at Minnetonka is doing. I know they had like seven options that they were weighing. And I was like, oh, my God, to be that 
I mean, Orno's tiny. So uh, to have that be a hybrid learning where he's going to back two days a week and then three days a week. So he'll be, he's on the, there's an A and B schedule and then it's distance learning the other days. So he's, so A is Monday, Wednesday and every other Friday. And then he's Tuesday, Thursday and every other Friday. But it's split out by by last names like A through K and then L through Z or whatever, JKL, M, whatever. And then so he's, He's half of his buddies are in the A section and he's in the B section. And isn't it? So he'll never go to school with his buddies again. And isn't Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. And it is also weird because in Europe they did it like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you had five days in between. Yeah. The pods, this, yeah. the way, and every other pod, so you're I've also still heard mixing up, in the same environment. Well, but they're, they're the same people and then it's every other day. So every, so it's not, so I think the other thing is like, um, yeah, it's not, so it's your, you're not having that consistent break in between of multiple days that you can, but is it about that or is it about just well, we having at least a break? You know, I think we're finding more and more that it is about a break, that it's more about respiratory and viral circulation than surfaces. So, yeah, I don't. And that's, I, we were all trying to figure out if they were going to break it off by like juniors and seniors or if they were going to work yeah. it. But, but I mean, there's families. So there's like, you know, freshman kids and then senior kids and they have, you know, you wouldn't want to have those on different days. You'd want to have those on the same days because they're families, obviously. So, well, and are they going to bus? Uh, there's busing. You have to, they're asking people not to bus, but, and in Orno, it's pretty easy not to bus quite yeah. honestly. So, but it's not, uh, I think they're kind of saying you have to make that choice and it's either all in or all out. Like a lot of kids were like, well, I'll do two days busing and then we'll drive for three or he goes to grandma's on this, you know, whatever. So, and what about school food? I don't know yet. I think school food is, I think that they are still having lunches. It's abbreviated. It's different. Like it'll be sectioned from what I understand. And so then there'll be people are uh, like, he'll have, I, I, and I don't know how they'll do it, but they'll have like, maybe they'll have like the senior pods over here and then they'll kind of keep everybody yeah, separate. I don't know. So he can still DJ during lunch, which is also a privilege that he gets to have. So I'm pretty excited that at least, I mean, so there's no good choices here, right? Cause you're worried your kid's going to get sick. If you're a teacher, you're worried you're going to get sick. Yeah. All of that aside. Yeah. I do think that the social aspects are kind of important and I know he's going to be a senior. So that has to feel well, and the like, mental health of my child. I'll just be totally honest. has not been the best of my locked either. off locked up in his basement, yeah, you know? Either. So I think this is, I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know the answers. I don't know. I don't know. And everyone can have an issue, you know, with it. And all I know is that what we are pushing forward with and how we are going to react. And, you know, he's worked in a restaurant all summer and he has been safe and no one has tested positive and they have, you know, been really, he's, he's washing his hands all the time every day and he's fine with wearing masks. He doesn't care. He thinks it's fine. Yep. So it's a good, it's a good shot. (laughs) Good Lord. One of the things that we did back to coming back to food was that we had test kitchen Tuesday at our house. We had teenage test kitchen Tuesday as they were, uh, you know, trying to strategize their entire senior year. And we'd made pan pizzas because we had talked about pizzas yeah. so much on the show last week. I went home and made pizzas the next day. I saw day. that. I saw it. Like, we talked about it. You made them, and I was like, damn it, I really want pizza. We are totally subliminal, like, architects, Probably. I believe. I believe that. And so we did it on the cast iron on the grill, and I was trying to make pan pizza, and I didn't make my own dough, and that was the biggest 
problem is that if I had had my own dough recipe, I think it would have been different. I had to buy the, those weird dough torpedoes at yeah. the store. Those are horrible. They just taste like weird plastic bread, I think. I don't even know what they are. Yeah, it's you buy these like frozen dough, frozen pizza dough, and they're in these little tubes. Anyway, um, the big thing is I was thinking about it like when you make a Dutch baby, you mm-hmm. know, when you keep the cast iron in mm-hmm. the oven while you heat it up. Well, I put the very first one, I had the cast iron in the grill and I heated it up to 700 degrees because then I was also thinking about my pizza oven in the past. Like, yeah. you know, that gets up to 7,800. But when you put it in cast iron and then you also leave the burners on, oh my God, I... Like in three minutes, I had a burnt cart like charcoal crust of a briquette yep. of pizza. It was not good. But after we figured out, you know, the the burners and the oven closure and keeping you know where it should sit, it was really easy and it was really good. It was the closest I've had to my actual pizza oven experience mm-hmm. in the past. I'm the so closest, glad. the closest, and you're using the cast iron as the stone, as it were. It's basically that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, this is just, and then plus, though, if you put a little olive oil in there, you get a better crisp than yeah. you ever did on a, than you ever did on a stone. So in a weird way, better. Okay. It was a win. I love that. It was a win. I thought about you because I did the, uh, the, we'll call it the birthday pie from here Should we forward. just call it the birthday? Because we're not Atlantic <laughs> Beach people anyway. No, so and, let's just call it birthday pie. Everyone's like, what is this Atlantic Beach pie? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we just going to culturally appropriate the Jersey shore for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And why not? Why not? Go ahead. It's, uh, you and I had talked about it and I think you and Meredith Deeds had talked about yes, it while I wasn't here it. one day. And okay. then she just recently made one for the Star Tribune, I feel like. Okay. So yeah. basically this is saltine cracker crust with butter. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe a little sugar in the crust too, but, um, so you had told me that Which it you needs, just basically you guys you crush it. That's it. I just rolled it like a roller over it yeah. just to crush it up. And then you told me like we'll use more butter than they say cuz you're not going to have enough butter. So the recipe was 7 tablespoons butter. I think I used 11 or 12. Yeah. Like I literally almost doubled it. Yeah. So then I got the crust going and then I put it I had I had to make it at the cabin that has the electric oven which is horrible. Ugh. So I put it in, I take it out and it had slumped. The oh. whole crust had slumped. Because I didn't chill it long enough before I baked it. Oh. But then I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I got my glass yeah. that had like the little edge yeah. and I mudged the shape of the back together yeah. and then let it cool in the freezer. Okay. Then I put in my filling yep. and I made the filling wrong, but it was fantastic because I thought it said um, four eggs and it said four egg yolks. Oh. I used four eggs. Oh. And in fact, I used five eggs because I had a little <laughs> bit bigger pan. <laughs> So five eggs and then the lemon juice, lime juice, and sweetened condensed milk and blended that all up and it's put just it in there. Custard, yeah. Yeah. And then baked it and it was kind of like a key lime, limey, lemony pie with that salty crust. I know. It was just it's ambrosia. De la jam. Yeah. And then I had whipped cream and I was at the cabin, so I don't have any fancy stuff up there. So I just put it in a Ziploc bag and yeah. wrote her name on it. And every year... I mean, Ellie and I have mother-daughter issues, so let's just start there. Every year, the kid wants molten chocolate lava cakes. Oh. I've made them four times. Every time I make them, they come out like little brownie pizza pucks. They're terrible. Yeah, it's it's a toughie. And so then I alternate and like, oh, I'm going to make lemon this, or I'm going to make strawberry that. And she was like, in her teen years, had a fit because she doesn't like fruit desserts, and why do I keep making fruit desserts for her birthday, and blah, 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 oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Yeah. 
so now she's 22. This is her 22nd birthday. And I was like, well, I'm not making a fruit dessert, but our, our lemon and limes fruit in your book. And she was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be great. Like she was so like polite and nice <laughs> about it. An adult. So, so fake. Like, Mom, this is the best pie ever. Like, this was so good. What a great selection. Like, she was so nice about it. I was like, who are you? Oh, my God. And everybody loved it. So it's a keeper. It's now the birthday pie. Okay, birthday pie. I love it. All right, that's perfect. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we have a great show today. We have, you've got oh, some. Oh, and the recipes on the Facebook page. Yeah. Hope we'll put it up. Okay, us. Hope it's got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got rib talk coming up. We're going to talk about some, as much as I, like, played Last week, like, oh, we always talk about crumbles and berries. I have s'mores tech again, <laughs> which can never go away. So, no. you know, that's how we're going to run this summer. My whole segment of the second hour is basically everything I cooked in the last 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Okay, that's really good. All right. We are going to, so we're going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk ribs to start. We're going to kick it off with some ribs. So get ready to get hungry. This is the weekly dish on my Taco 1071. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota, and I just want to tell you how glad I am that we have a resource for farmers and food and agriculture in Minnesota. We are so lucky. It's one of the biggest things that our state is known for, and sometimes I feel like we don't get a chance to actually talk to farmers and find out what they're doing. And Common Ground, Minnesota is a, is, is a place on Facebook where you can ask questions about how your food is grown right here from local farmers. These are women who are volunteering their time to answer your questions and to engage in conversations. Plus, they'll show you cute farm pictures of their dogs. I mean, what's better than that? And they post recipes. What could be better than that? Common Ground Minnesota is a resource for you guys, and it's all volunteer-led. And I just encourage everybody, if you're curious about your food and where it comes from and the farming that is going on in Minnesota, you want to get to Common Ground Minnesota on Facebook. We are the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie Hansen. You are Stephanie March. That is how it works. I don't even know why I'm telling you this random fun fact, but I was looking for something on my Instagram, and I was on my laptop yeah. that doesn't have, like, the app. Yep. So I Googled stuff. Stephanie's Dish Instagram. Do you know there's like Stephanie Dishes, Steph Dishes, <laughs> no Steph's Dish. Oh, really? I was like, wow, there's all these people that sound exactly like me. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It's funny. Um, can we have a moment for knowing that the Instagram has launched their new TikTok thing? Reels. Have you played it? No. Have you? I like was sitting on my... I was actually accidentally accessed it yesterday sitting on my patio and I was like, is this a thing where I'm supposed to have to make it be about me? Because, you know, I don't put myself right. in these things very often and I'd rather show you food or pretty things. Not, I mean, you know, and so I just thought about it and I was like, I don't think I'm in. I probably <laughs> Everybody's well, like singing and dancing. No, I got no skills there. I mean, I got skills, but this is private me and the club <laughs> skills or like me and my karaoke space skills. This is not for public consumption. That's hilarious. Yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, I haven't spent much time with it, but I probably will this weekend. I'm pretty sure because you smile into the camera a lot. I do. Your face is on your Instagram a lot. Probably maybe because the TV stuff. No, you take pictures of yourself a lot. Like you have a selfie. You look at your grid and you see how many of your faces are okay. on there. Oh, oh you I don't have to see. do it right now. You're having a segment. Okay. I am having a segment. It's cute. I'm just saying you One. are definitely a face person in. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more so recently. And that's too. what I'm going to say. It's like you feel so alone. <laughs> 
I do my garden You're tours staring alone. out into the, yeah, yes, you have I'm garden videos into and everything. The of where are my people? This is I'm true. not at dinners. And I'm not ripping on it. People. It's cute. I love to see your smiling face. It's, it's just I'm not a smiling freckly face. <laughs> it's so freckly. I know. Anyway, I have a freckle mustache that looks like dirt. <laughs> so next time you see my smiling face, you can look for that. It's like where's Stephanie's oh freckle God. mustache? You and Stolhansky. Okay, so I'm just kind of going to talk to you about ribs. Okay. And why am I talking to you about ribs? Because uh, that's all I eat in the summer, ribs and pizza. Did you see the, um, not to hijack your thing, but did you see the Minneapolis-St. Paul cover? Um, No, Stephanie, because while I am a subscriber, I still have not gotten my magazine. Weird. I know. It's weird. Because I'm like, oh, here it is. I'm at Kowalski's. It's right here on the newsstand, not in my home. Weird. Yeah. No, I haven't gotten mine yet. Hmm. Um, I can personally apologize for that. That's okay. Personally, bring me one next Uh, week. I will. And we'll talk. Okay. Um, so my husband does ribs a lot. Yeah. And I'll just be honest. I love ribs, but I don't want to love ribs 12 summer, 12 weeks out of the summer, which is how often we eat them. Yeah. So I start to get a little like, oh, ribs, but it's easy to make for a large group. We kind of do a dry rub. Then we have extra rib meat left over for a barbecue pizza the next day. Do you you buy the same kind of ribs every time? Yeah. Are you like St. Louis or are you, you know? We've done, okay, so this is also the true confession, right? So Kurt loves to go to Sam's Club and buy the three pack. It's this giant, like, giant package of ribs and there's three racks in there. Okay. And usually whoever we're feeding, it's enough to have two racks. And then he makes the third rack anyway and wraps it in tinfoil. And then we have it when all of the people have gone home and we need a meal. Okay. So we just eat ribs all the time. Yeah. And they're dry rubbed. We usually use like creature comforts. Hot sauce has a rub. Um, uh, Famous Dave says has a rub that we've bought before. Now I'm using, um, uh, here's the deal. Spice company has Mm -hmm. a rub that Mm -hmm. we're using. So we rub and then he slow smokes. And then at the end, when they're done, he wraps them in tinfoil and then he sets them aside. And then when we're ready to have them, he puts them back on because this putting them, wrapping them in tinfoil kind of steams them a little bit. Yeah. He puts them back on and then he'll maybe put a sauce. Sometimes he just leaves them dry depending on what we're doing. And then he serves them. So that's the the rib situation. But I started thinking about ribs because somebody on our on my uh, Twitter handle was like, "Hey, any chance you can track down the recipe for Rudolph's ribs?" Oh, I miss them so much, and nothing comes close. And I started thinking about like all the restaurants that you know your favorite thing, and maybe they're closed or maybe they're not doing it anymore. Because I've really been missing the Monte Carlo dry rubbed wings. And Monte Carlo just reopened. They opened on Tuesday. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But here's the thing with them that I think could be problematic for me personally. When you make a reservation, you can't choose patio. Oh, what? So are they Did you call them? uh, It's on their website. I was looking at the reservation list. And like Handsome Hog, it's do you want to sit on the patio or do you want to sit inside? Yeah. I'm not going if I can't sit outside. No, me either. I'm fine to hold off on getting those wings back, by the way. Like, I mean, I'm I lo- I'm excited they're coming and I really, 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 really want them. But I kind of want them to get through their I want them to figure it out before we get th- before I yeah, go is my point. definitely. Yeah. Um. So my husband works or worked at Rudolph's as a kid. Hmm. So when this person was like, any chance you could get me? I was like, hey, Kurt. He was like, well, I think it's just sugar and salt and like paprika. Like it wasn't anything like super fancy. Yeah. But it obviously the combination of sugar and salt tastes amazing. Yeah. 
So I have tried to find this recipe and whether this is the original or not, I don't know, but I am going to tell you that I'm going to post it. It's sugar, salt, paprika, chili powder, garlic powder, black pepper, ground allspice, and then the ribs. And you found this online? I did. Okay. So it is somebody else's. Okay. Yep. And I showed it to Kurt and he was like, yeah, that looks about right. He was like, it was just a dry rub of tons of different spices. Yeah. I don't know the proportions, but I remember, you know making he made it yeah in this like big thing in the back sure so we're gonna post that on the facebook page so if you want to try to make what would we think might be close to the rudolph's rib rub because i'm not proprietary i don't sell it i don't know go ahead and try it and give us a shout and let us know yeah um the other thing i wanted to tell you about uh ribs and um grilling the ribs is the key to the whole thing and it really to me is just it's low and slow Yes. You Wait, are grilling? Different. Yes. Okay. The kind of ribs that we do are the baby back ribs. Yeah. I have done spare ribs. I have also done St. Louis style ribs. We've done what they call Danish ribs. I've also done like, I hate to say this, but you know, we've had pig shares and yeah, those types of ribs don't work on the grill as much for me because they're fattier. And so there's more... This is a terrible way to describe this, but when you get a Sam's Club rib, it is trimmed exactly. They're the same. They're uniform. So that's 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 St. Louis is when you get it cut. It's like cut so that it's trimmed so that it's a nice. And those are the competition style ribs so that that's an easier rack to do. It's just easier. And then the the spare ribs that are larger and like they are big on one side and then they get That's smaller. That's like the full flank. Those are hard harder to kind of deal with for yeah. just yeah. cooking for, because some of them are more cooked than others. So, yeah. Are we done already? Yeah. That was so fun. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, let's see. This is summertime for sure. And, you know, I don't know. The last couple of nights have been pretty pretty good as far as a chill like I'm, I'm happy when we're hitting the 80s during the day here's my weather report 80s during the day and then it goes down to like the 60s at night this is my total and utter jam this we're is my getting there. this is my favorite space today is a little bit swampy but what that means normally is that you can have a fire any day of the week on your in your yard i mean hopefully don't bring your yard down but i'm just saying it that that opens the door you guys to midweek s'mores action so i thought of course we needed to have a segment on s'mores tech, right? Of course. So I thought if we're going to have a discussion about s'mores tech, which we normally do, let's bring in one of the professionals, the Marshmallow Master Mike from North Mallow. Are you there, Mike? Hi. How are you guys? Good. Hi, how Master are you doing? Marshmallow Man. Good. I'm actually uh, camping right now. Get out. Fun. Where at? Um, I'm actually right outside of uh, Dubuque. Woo. Oh. And... Uh, uh, with my wife and in-laws, and then we're heading to uh, Lanesboro and Whitewater State Park. We're in an RV. Oh, oh fun! Okay, the RV thing yeah. is massive this year. I'm all about it. Everybody is RVing like crazy. I suppose it's the easiest way to travel safe and, you know, with family yeah. and to have good times. And, you know, you can carry a lot of s'more supplies. So. <laughs> Let's get down to the brass tacks. Okay, so you, my friend, have a new s'mores kit. And both Hanson and I have debuted this, or we've test kitchened these s'mores kits. And I've got to <laughs> tell you, here's the thing. So I put you guys into the, we're talking about the uh, the um, 
the Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, you know, we did a backyard barbecue story. And at the very end, there's a big pile of s'mores. And we talked about how North Mallow are these really great marshmallows that you guys have had around for a long time. And then I had said, but I hadn't found any graham crackers locally made that I really liked. And then you messaged me like, oh, I gotcha. And so let's talk <laughs> about your graham cracker situation because you're kind of putting some, you. I mean, like you're putting a big game out there with these. Yeah. You know, so uh, with COVID uh, happening, you know, our, our catering business kind of, um, you know, went downhill a little bit uh, with no events happening. So we tried to focus on something new and we want to launch the s'mores kit, but I didn't just want normal graham crackers. Um, so I reached out to my cousin, who's a professional baker in Copenhagen, Denmark, and I asked her to create a graham cracker recipe. So she did. It's amazing. And but I wanted to make it locally. My kitchen in Long Lake is not really set up for graham cracker making. So I reached out to Baker's Field Flour in the food building. Nice. And they, if you don't know, they, they, you know, they mill their own flour right in the building there. And they just loved the idea. So we did some tests and they created just this amazing graham cracker with our recipe and their flour and the honey for the honey graham crackers comes from actually the hives on top of their roof. So you, you, you just can't beat these graham crackers. I mean, it really is. They're kind of, they're, they're almost cookie like obviously. Yeah. And that's great. Yep. Um, they've got kind of a cinnamony little thing to them. I think something, yep. maybe a, a touch cinnamon of sugar on top. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that is something that is like, that is, uh, you know, so I did have the teens over and they opened them up and we kind of ran a little test on them. And the first one kid was like, oh, my God, I love ginger snaps. So this is totally my jam. And I was like, I don't think it's that far. But yet he <laughs> he went right for them. I mean, he was all about Seamus was all about it. So and also his point was, if you use the chocolate chip marshmallows, the North Mallow chocolate chips, you know, suckers. And then those graham crackers, he's like, you don't need chocolate. No, that's not at what all. His Unless you just love is. chocolate so much, you know. Yeah, I know. I like it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. Let's let's rewind a little bit though, because I do want to talk about your marshmallows because that is a thing that is. I mean, there's no. I don't know if there's anybody else who's like, hey, I'm gonna make a bunch of marshmallows for my next career life. Like that's a whole different thing. <laughs> what is it that made you guys decide that you needed to bring a marshmallow out into the world? Yeah. So you know, both my wife and I, we were. Uh, you know, born and raised right in Minnesota, and we've been campers and, uh, more importantly, camp counselors for years. And so, you know, we, we've been, you know, professional s'more makers for a long time. But I, as a camp counselor, kind of just got tired of what the normal s'more has always been. Um, and so I, I stopped along with a lot of adults, stopped enjoying, uh, s'mores to the fullest extent. Uh, but, you know, after college, after, you know, just kind of figuring out my career path, I started making marshmallows just for fun for family and friends. And a friend of mine had this event that I, his company was hosting, and he asked if I could do some s'mores at it. Um, and so that blossomed into a uh, s'mores and gourmet marshmallow business. Do you feel like the square cut is significant, or is it just easier to cut? <laughs> That was a question you know, by the teens. I, they were like, is there a reason yeah. his tech went to squares or is it just because it's easier to cut them that way? Yeah. Well, so there's, there's two reasons that our marshmallows are square. 
first off, to get a cylinder like Jet Puff Marshmallow, <laughs> yeah. it gets pumped through tubes. Oh. So, so that's why it's cylindrical. Um, it's not, you know, a, a really natural process <laughs> at all to make Jet Puff Marshmallows. Right. And so our marshmallows are, um, you know, we, we boil water and sugar and we use organic agave nectar, and then you put them in a big mixer with more uh, dry ingredients, and then you, we hand pour them in sheet pans. And so after we hand pour them, we let them set, we cut them in squares. Um, so it's the, the tech of it is, is yes, it's, it's easier to cut, but it's actually the natural way of making a marshmallow. Right. And then it also stands out from a cylinder marshmallow. If people know a square marshmallow, is gourmet and hand cut. They know a cylinder marshmallow is mass produced and nasty. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the teens also remarked about how they. It was really interesting how marshmallows could live forever in your pantry, you know, but then sort of devolve into this weird sticky clump at some point, you know, random point. <laughs> but they all. They also loved the fact of with the square how you could the smush. Like they got all sciency on it, and where like the smush would spread more evenly than a lopsided cylinder does. So, absolutely. If and you want to use that as a trademark, that, you can pay them. Our marshmallows are thirty millimeters by thirty millimeters, and it's, it was a specific size we went for because right when you make one marshmallow on the uh, classic graham cracker, it smushes to fill the full marsh the full s'more. Yeah. So a little little bit of s'mores tech with the, the size of our marshmallows too. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you, what sort of creativity do you get going? I mean, like, besides the s'mores kit, which you can order online, yeah. right? You can order it from, you know, the North Mallow North, website. NorthMallow.com. NorthMallow.com. Yep. Um, and we'll put a link up to it's it. It's a great gift idea, too. It I is a great gift idea. to my idea. daughter for her birthday. Yeah. But, She's a camp counselor, and it was real cute. Yeah. But what do you do, if you're going to get creative with your s'mores, where are you going to go? Like, what are you going to put on your s'mores? Yeah, you know that's that's a great question. I've got hundreds of recipes, and we're we're get, we're putting them up on our website. And our Instagram actually has quite a few recipes. Um, but one of my favorites is getting rid of graham crackers altogether um, and using uh, pretzel crisps oh. instead of graham crackers because yeah. it adds that little saltiness to it. Yep. Yep. And then taking one of our caramel swirl marshmallows mm -hmm. and then um, taking a slice of green Granny Smith apple oh, and some caramel drizzle. Yeah. So it adds a total different, not really sweet s'more, but still delicious. Yeah. You had us at pumpkin or at pretzel crisp. Yeah, that's very close to a go. smeech, you know, which is a very, yes. which is my oh, signature. Right, of course. And that grilled peach. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. God, that is the best. That is literally then, the thing that I want to Yeah, Do you know Kate's Bake Shop chocolate chip cookies? Yes. Yeah. So I like them for the s'mores instead of graham crackers because they're crisp and not super soft. Right. So they add that crunch that people want in the s'more. Mm -hmm. So using two of those instead of graham crackers is always fantastic as well. Um, someone suggested the that they were craving uh, a nutter butter type s'more. So Yum. using oh, for sure. nutter butters as your bookends on the s'more. I thought that was pretty smart, too. Um, is there yeah, anything you can just that, go, go crazy with it? Is there anything you know? you've I mean, tried? It's really... Sorry? Is there anything you've tried that was like completely like, oh my God, no? Like, did Not you try like yet. chicken liver on a s'more? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, we haven't had anything where we're like, wow, that was awful. That was awful. For a s'more <laughs> combination. No. I bet I could come yet. up with some. 
I'm sure you could. could be good. You could have some sardines laying around and think, hey, savory sweet. And then that would be a no. That would be a yeah, no. Some I think anchovies. That would be a no. no. Yep. All right. Well, thanks so much, Mike, for taking your time out of your campsite to come hang out with us. The North Mallow, it's on northmallow.com, the s'mores kit. I mean, you at some point you will do s'mores catering again, you think? You know, slowly but surely, people can actually rent our s'mores catering, um, you know, for like small uh, gatherings. We've been doing that here and there. Um, But I, you know, really, honestly, a lot of the event industry are are thinking it's it's probably going to be a year um, until there's really any sort of sizable events again. Right. A year from now or like next (laughs) summer? (laughs) That's, you know, I guess that's the uncertainty behind it. Yeah. All right. Well, we can be certain about s'mores. And so hopefully you guys are gathering around your fire pits and and check out North Mallow. And North Mallow marshmallows by themselves can be found at like Lens and Byerly's and Kowalski's and all the rest, right? And we just got into the Minnesota Whole Foods stores as well. Oh, excellent. So check those out. And Lake Winds and Co-ops and independent stores. And Rose and Loon at Rosedale Mall. Oh, good. Oh, that's right. Okay. So definitely check out. Just level up your summer, guys. Thanks, Mike. No problem. Thanks, Stephanie. Stephanie. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Weekly Dish. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. So give us a call, 651-641-1071, if you want to give us a chat, if you want to hang out, if you want to send us notes on the Twitters or everything else, uh, and send us any of the emails, we can get at it. Um, Here's a question, Steph, that we got from, she tweeted me yesterday. I can't remember her name, but I hope she's listening. Um she is wanting to celebrate her parents' 50th anniversary, and she's wondering where we would recommend that they go for an anniversary dinner for four, so her and her husband and her mom and dad, in a place that would feel safe outside for older folks. Uh, anniversary dinner for four, outside, older folks. Somewhere that would be nice. Um, here's what I will tell you. I feel like you should... So Grand Cafe is doing special Friday night dinners. And they are, I mean, Grand Cafe special. You know what I mean? Yep. So they're doing these Friday night dinners. There's two seatings. It's like a 5.30 and a 7.30. Ticketed ahead of time. It's 90 bucks per person. But it is, I mean, this is a five-course, beautiful French situation. I was thinking, like, someone took us to task last week for not mentioning some of the older restaurants more often. And I was, she was mentioning Jack's. Mancini's, but Murray's. She said Murray's, but I don't think Murray's has a patio. They don't, but Jack's right. does. Yeah. They have the trout. Yeah. I don't know if they're still doing the thing where you catch your own trout. I'm guessing they're not. No, that COVID. stopped a while ago, actually. Um, but they have a nice, beautiful patio that you could sit outdoors on. And because yeah. their clientele tends to be a little more classic. Yeah. I would imagine that the safety precautions there are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would also say in its patio. They definitely want patio, Yeah, because right? they don't want to go into an indoor restaurant. Yeah. I was just trying to think of steakhouses because there's not a lot of steak places that... Well, actually, Baltimore, Baltimore would Roseville. be... They they have a covered patio room, actually. So it's open air and, and breezy like that. And I would say also, I mean, just go to... Uh, Six Smith, which uh-huh. has got a lovely roof deck, and they have they'll do steaks. And actually, I mean Gianni's, you know, that's another oh, steak yes. place in Wayzata that has a beautiful street side patio. Fantastic, wonderful. And you can get those potatoes. Yeah, I'm, I yeah yeah. Those are another. Those are like six pounds of potato to eat. Fine, I'm all for it's six all pounds of potatoes in my face. In my face. We got a question about on the Twitters. Do you know anything about La Delicious Bread French Bakery opening on Rice and Highway 36 today? 
Huge lines. I've been in the drive-thru line for 30 minutes with at least 15 to go. No idea about this. La delicious. La delicious. Rice and Highway 36. I've never uh, heard of this. I don't know either, but okay. good intel. Super and good friends, intel. We will be interested in what you end yeah, up getting. Yeah, get us send us a picture of whatever it is that you get in your in your drive through line. I love something that. delicious. I know. Uh, oh, we have Katie on the line. Hi, Katie. Hey, Katie. What's up? Katie, you there? Uh, Steph, I don't think the box is on. Sorry, oh. Katie. Hang on one sec. No, it's on. Is it? Yeah, we've been hearing things okay. on it. Yeah, Katie, you there? Oh, hello. Oh, hi, Katie. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Thank you for your show. Oh, hey, you. I've got two questions. Okay. The first one is, you mentioned the uh, Frenchie. Where do you get that? The what? Oh, the, the, the Frenchie, the Vicre, the little canned cocktail? Yeah. You yeah. can get it at, I mean, it is everywhere. You can get it at France 44. You can get it at Certix. I think they're at MGM as well. I've seen them at Lund's and Byerly's, you know, liquor stores. They're, oh, really? Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to go look in the little teeny can cocktail. They usually have them in the cooler section. Okay, so Lund's, Byerly's, um, France, 34. I thought you know, like Liquor Boy yeah. has it. I'm for sure Liquor Boy has it. I'm I'm trying to, I picked mine up at Superior uh, Liquor up in Ely. Yeah. Yeah, and you know they're located, it's Vicks or Vickers or whatever. V-K-R-E. In V-K-I-K-R-E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the other question is the lemons. Um, you had mentioned something about um, putting them on the grill. Yes. And then you put them on lettuce. Lemons, you're saying? Yeah, sliced lemons. Okay. Um, I think Stephanie Hansen had talked about that. So what I do is I cut a lemon in half and I grill it. So if I'm using it for a drink or something or making uh-huh. lemonade or whatever, I grill all of that. And then and you I put just, the skin or the um, lemon down on the grill. Yes. And then I squeeze that over arugula. I squeeze that over romaine for a Caesar. I'm just squeezing it over chicken. I squeeze lemons on everything all day long. Okay. Okay. Once they're grilled, correct? Yep. Yeah. And then you had put like some parm cheese on it or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So a okay. grilled Caesar would be to slice radicchio down horizontally Mm-hmm. and olive oil it with on the top, rub it on there with your hands or a brush, then cook it face down on the grill so you get the grill char and the grill marks on the yep. romaine. And then you to serve it, you flip it up and you arrange it on a platter and you throw your Parmesan, you put your dressing on it, whatever dressing you want, drizzle that over it. Then you throw your Parmesan cheese shards or flex, whatever you feel like. You can grill toasts that you can arrange around the Caesar. You can do mm-hmm. like jammy eggs in your instant pot and arrange it around. It's just a grilled Caesar. Okay. Well, thank you for your yeah. and answering my two questions. Absolutely. And good luck on the Vicre cocktails. Remember, only one at a time. It's 11% or not. alcohol. Don't get bossy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Katie. I brought them to a friend and she totally violated. She's like, oh, no, I'm having two. Yeah. I'm having the second one right now. I was like, okay, just don't say I warned you. Oh, yeah. No, you got to love them. I mean, I'm down for it. Um, okay, did we have another question? Um, oh, to get soup dumplings. We have a question. Is there anywhere around the metro area to get soup dumplings? Even if it was before COVID, uh, change things, wondering who may have that on the menu. Our favorite soup dumplings has always been Tea House, right? Yes. That is kind of like in St. Paul. And they're open for t- curbside takeout and pickup. 
There's one right down here in yeah. Dinky Town. So yeah. that's kind of always the one that I've always gotten those soup dumplings. Rainbow Chinese has good soup yeah. dumplings too. I bet they do. And good Szechuan chili dumplings. Oh God, she's her Instagram game lately or something. I don't know. I've been like craving some really good Chinese. Yeah, I'm Tammy like, Wong is I'm definitely the next test kitchen is going to be dumplings. You know, like different. Like I think I want to do bao buns. I want to learn how to make those the soft bao buns and then figure out what I want to put in there. And like Ellie's instead of like them. a sweet chili pork, I want to do other things. Yeah. And see what I can come up with. Sounds delicious. That's what I'm up to next on my I'm bored with things. Uh six five one six four one one oh seven one. Okay. Um, Someone is asking us if we have had avocado dish in Dinky Town yet. The avocado place in Dinky Town? Yeah. Nope. Have you gone? No. Nope. I haven't either. Um no. Nope. And you know, sorry <laughs> friends, this is gonna be a little bit different in the next year because yeah. I hate to like not be the first person in the door of all the new places, but I'm not going to be the first person in the door of all the new places. So, well, it's changed. Everything's changed, you guys, in that way. And I don't, I know that's not like a breaking news statement to say, um, but yeah, we don't get. It's sort of different now, the it way that different. it used to be, where we would all the presser people would run to a new opening thing, and now not only can you not. Like now it's harder to figure out, you know, because news play news people are on furloughs, too. Yeah. And so there's not no one's working every day all the time. Except for me. Except for and, Stephanie. That's right. And then and then it's also there's places aren't holding things or they don't let us know stuff. It's harder. Well, and someone asked me yesterday, like, have you been to the Happy Gnome yet? Because you live right next door. I was like, well, no, I haven't. I tried to get a reservation, but I couldn't. I and was invited the limited. to a press thing, but yeah. I wasn't home. Right. And so, yeah, I'm just going to get there when I get there. But I can tell you that the chef there is fantastic. Yeah. I do know him and he's doing a great work. Yeah. And I do know it is harder for people. And I'm just, I hope that we get, we share their stories. We have another caller on the line. Sure. Carrie, are you there, Carrie? I am. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Good. What can we help you with? Well, when the other person mentioned dumplings, um, of course, my head went ding, 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 tea house as well. Yes. Um, Do you have any other favorites from there that you would order? I mean, there have been times where I've just ordered the dumplings to go, but like you said, some Chinese sounds really, really good. Szechuan fish. I don't have any faves (laughs) there other than the dumplings. Szechuan fish, and it sounds weird, but it's like white fish that's, in this oily, Szechuan-y, bubbly sauce. It's delicious. Oh. Also, any of the Szechuan stuff, the chicken. Yeah, the mapo tofu mm-hmm. is always my favorite. I like. I don't eat tofu anywhere unless it's the Szechuan mapo tofu. I love that. That's Excellent. a good one. Thanks, ladies. All you right, thanks, thanks for Carrie. calling in. We appreciate it. We've got more coming up. That's right. Stay tuned. we got a good other hour coming up on the show.